This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to WSOY on NowDecatur.com. This stream is presented by Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Our investment in Decatur is an investment in everyone who calls Decatur home. Smart Start Early Childhood Program, the program which cleared the legislature last May, allocates $250 million for early childhood programs, including $75 million toward expanding access in areas where preschool opportunities are scarce. More than 5,800 preschool seats were added this year. The state now publicly funds 82,000 total. Illinois will receive $15 million in federal grant funding from the U.S. Department of Transportation. The funding is designed to support the expansion of electric vehicle charging infrastructure in the state. It's part of the Department of Transportation's announcement that it awarded over $600 million to support 47 projects in 22 states. For more on those and other stories and, of course, podcasts and videos, visit our website anytime. You can find us online at nowdecatur.com. Age concerns, C.J. Papa, Fox News. Do we really want to have two 80-year-olds running for president? GOP hopeful Nikki Haley during a Republican presidential town hall on CNN pointing to the age of the former president, Donald Trump. He's 77 and President Biden's 81. Fox's Tanya J. Powers has more. Former President Trump will rally this evening in Concord, New Hampshire, while his rival, former Ambassador Nikki Haley, will hold a campaign event in Manchester. The weekend is expected to be full of last-minute appearances by the candidates and their surrogates with some, like Haley, hoping to turn independent voters into supporters. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is shifting much of his campaign's resources away from New Hampshire just days before the primary, putting them instead in South Carolina. That's Nikki Haley's home state, and its primary is in a little more than a month. DeSantis had made Iowa the focus of his White House run, but finished the caucuses some 30 points behind former President Trump. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. President Biden not on the ballot in New Hampshire. One of his challengers, Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips, picks up an endorsement. The president is 81 years old. It's going to be tough to reinvent grandpa. That's 2020 presidential candidate Andrew Yang. And money to keep the lights on. The bill, which continues federal government spending at current levels, passed despite strenuous objection from Texas Republican Congressman Chip Roy. We continue to spend money we don't have, undermining our own national security and our own well-being, funding a bureaucracy that's at war with the people that we represent. But Connecticut Democrat Representative Rosa DeLauro says it will keep the government operating beyond Friday's deadline. While the appropriations committees in the House and Senate continue bipartisan negotiations on the final 2024 funding bills. The bill extends government spending until March. In Washington, Jack Callahan, Fox News. America is listening to Fox News. Go with your gut. Your dog's immune system is based in the gut. A diet lacking in nutrients can cause itching, scratching, and a weak immune system. However, there is a solution. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. Dinovite. It took a grand total of two weeks. The dog stopped itching. The hair stopped falling out. Try Dinovite for free. Just pay shipping and handling. Learn more at Dinovite.com slash radio. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dinovite. Hey, to social engineering and leftist corporations, do they make you feel like we're kind of living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Now, our friends at Pure Talk, my wireless company, they know the silent majority is fed up. And I'm calling on all of those Americans, stand with a company that champions your values. The average family is saving almost $1,000 a year. Dial pound 250, say the keyword, save now. Do it now. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month from our friends at Pure Talk. President Biden touting his handling of the economy on the campaign trail during a stop in Raleigh, North Carolina, while bashing the man he replaced in the Oval Office. Fox's Jared Halpern traveled with the commander-in-chief. The president's announcement here of $82 million in federal funding to expand high-speed Internet for low-income and rural communities is another example, he says, of breaking away from trickle-down economics supercharged by his predecessor. You know, some of the things he said... Well, I don't get started. But look, frankly, to put it very politely, he doesn't know what he's talking about. 
President Biden is using these types of announcements to try to contrast his economic policies with that of former President Trump's and Republicans in Congress. And while there are signs of strengthening economic indicators, polling continues to show most Americans disapprove of President Biden's handling of the economy. Jared Halpern, Fox News. Shelby Park in Eagle Pass, Texas. Its West Bank touches the Rio Grande River with Mexico on the other side, but it's become a flashpoint between the Lone Star State's leader and the Biden administration. Fox's Matt Finn is at the park. New video shows Texas installing even more fencing and razor wire inside Shelby Park, defying the Biden administration's deadline to reopen the property to the feds. The United States government is suing Texas, arguing its agents need access to this 2.5-mile stretch of land around Shelby Park, especially during emergencies. Texas DPS tells Fox News that Texas kicked the feds out from this park because it thinks it can do a better job deterring migrants, claiming the Biden administration removes the state's razor wire and doesn't care about securing the border. But Japan could achieve the world's first pinpoint landing on the moon early Saturday morning, joining a modern push for lunar contact. I'm CJ Papa. This is Fox News. Save big money in your next project with help from Menards. Upgrade your home with new outlets from Legrand, including new USB outlets. Charge more of your devices without the need for bulky AC adapters. All Legrand USB devices are on sale now. Charge the latest devices up to two times faster with a 15-amp USB Type-C outlet. Pick one up for $32.99. Hurry in and save big now at Menards. Good through January 21st. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Good morning. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 storm team forecast today. Patchy blowing snow up until 4 p.m. Mostly cloudy and cold, high near 8 with wind chill values down around negative 10. For tonight, mostly cloudy, a low of negative 1, wind chill values at negative 18. For Saturday, mostly sunny, high of 12, wind chill values again at negative 18. And for Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 24. The current temperature in downtown Decatur is just 11 degrees. Your WSOY time is 6.06. Happy Friday. Good morning and welcome to the Friday edition of Buyers and Company. We've got a lot to get to here today. Our DPS 61 Spotlight, Regan Deering will be stopping by. We'll also check in with Brink Otter and Angela's back from vacation. The company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecator.com.
we did get uh, one school canceled uh, right as we were going on the air at 6.58 this morning. Pena CUSD number 8 will be closed due to road conditions. Uh, I will tell you, uh, of all of the days that we've had over the last couple of weeks when winter decided to show up and go, hey... I'm here. Uh, this is the worst driving conditions we've had uh, by far. Yeah, uh, full-fledged squirrely, um, watching cars fishtail, um, taking turns, standing snow, a little bit of ice, uh, some sludge, but mostly just standing drifted snow. Well, here's what – I didn't see – I took the highway in uh, okay. because I, I figure it gets hit first. Maybe that's bad logic, but you just sort of think like uh, before they get to the side road oh, sure, and everything yeah. else. So 121 was terrible. 36 was not much better. The plows had been through. The problem is this. It got above freezing yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so all of that stuff that had been sort of packed down and, and uh, out there melted. And then it, it got way below freezing overnight. So it's not that we got that much snow. It's that what was down and then what yeah. came down froze. That's right. Uh, and so they're getting salt out there. They're getting plows out there. Uh, at best, if it's a heavy traffic corner, you're probably going to get the slush and the, you know, the moving around, but, but there's just those slick spots and you can't see the lanes. Exactly right. So yeah. just be careful. It's January in central Illinois. This isn't something we've never had in our life, you know, Not like Washington DC or, or Atlanta, you know, where just a, a whiff of winter shuts everything down. But the only thing that we know of this morning as of 658 was the last communication I had was, uh, pain and schools are closed today due to road conditions. And if you get out in 36 is that way, you have no idea what it's like for bus routes and, and things, particularly in the county schools. Yeah, no question know. about that. Yeah. But it's not great. No, it's not. And, you know, as the city comes alive, it, you know, it will get better. However, there is more opportunity for more snow. I want to say I, it's not I don't know that it gets better because it gets more congested. Uh, better. Yes. In the long run, stuff will get packed down, but also more room for bumper cars. That that's a good way of putting it. I, I'm driving down 36 and there's traffic, but everybody's pretty much keeping to their own lane and their own space and not, you know, like getting all backed up against each other. But, you know, how people are. Yeah. Uh, uh, people will be, you know, leaving eight minutes before work, no matter what, and then they're in a hurry, and then they're going to cause some sort of four car pile up uh, because they couldn't leave fifteen minutes early today. I would suggest to you, fifteen minutes is the minimum of what you should leave early today. Yeah, and I would say this: this is the first morning um, of this season that I definitively recall where where you might go to make a turn because it looks like you're just kind of, and you might not make your turn. Nope. I mean, it is, yeah, there was it some is sliding. That. Yeah, that is. And I have all-wheel drive, which is, you know, wonderful uh, 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 in this time of year. But, yeah, there were some corners uh, and even one, like getting on to El Dorado, where it's not even really a corner. Right. And I'm like, whoa, uh, if there had been anybody next to me, it would have been, you know, a little NASCAR. Yep. Robin is racing. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, good morning and welcome. I had a great time yesterday. Wasn't that fun? Oh, yeah, down at the uh, disc for the Park District's 100-year kickoff uh, community breakfast. I had a wonderful time, and I did multiple things throughout the day, and that um, event came up multiple times. So, like, the people that I ran into later in the day, that was the topic. It was like, wow, what do you think of this or what? I mean, honestly, it it, it – People left there with really good energy about it. I think so, too. Add Blue Ridge CUSD 18 schools to be closed today due to blowing and drifting in our rural areas, which is causing low visibility. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep you posted and updated. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those mornings where this stuff's going to – everybody's going to wake up, and even though all of this was forecast and go, oh – it's worse than we thought. And sometimes the decision is made by the person who looks out of their driveway and goes, not today. Yeah, or tries to drive in. <laughs> yeah, not today. Call it. It was so funny. I remember, uh, you know, District 61 years ago, Gloria Davis, Gloria would be out in her car. Yep. Just driving to schools. Yep. She didn't want to call off school at all. Uh, so keep it posted and follow com. We'll keep an updated list uh, there as well. So far, Blue Ridge and Pena, the only closings that we have. But I, I would highly suggest leaving early today. So back to the Park District 100th anniversary breakfast, the community breakfast yesterday. I thought everybody had a wonderful time. I thought that... Um, it was nice, the sort of where we come from, where we are, where we're going sort of approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loved that. Uh, the logistics, let me knock these out real quick. Loved how the room looked. 
Loved the food uh, provided by, you know, Chef Tucker out at Richland. Loved the T-shirts that were for sale. Loved the discount on the the mummies tickets. Loved the new, I mean, it just was set up as, as well as you could set it up. It was really nice there. The, the, the tone or the, um, the program, as you said, took us from the very beginning, the, uh, an old reel to reel film that had been condensed into here's where we're going to be going from this year all the way forward. It was great. Was that Playtown USA? That's what you told me. Is that what it was? I I couldn't, you know, we were on the air, uh, while that was being played. Uh, but I thought that was in black and white. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I I have mixed memories on that. Uh, there was a, a documentary. I I think they've had it at the Avon before and some other places where, uh, film crews came here to do that thing. Uh, that was in 1940s. Coin Playtown USA. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to go back and do some research. That sounds right. Is It yeah. may or may not be right. If you know the answer, please uh, feel free to email me. Buyers at WSOYAM.com. Uh, I thought there maybe were a couple of those. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was just neat to see and, and times have changed. I'll tell you what. I like their approach at some of the events. Uh, a couple of them are really stand out to me, but my favorite personal thing was the vision of what the, what the park looks like next. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this other stuff is an event. It comes and goes. It might, you might do it once a year, but uh, you were talking about like the Garfield park, Garfield and Fairview mm-hmm. just and, and thinking of integration of technology, thinking of terms like American Ninja Warrior or turf and things like that is like, all right, we are looking at a, at a, a modern take on something that have been the same since your childhood, my childhood, what various equipment. But I, I would say to you though, <clears throat> as we were talking with the uh, uh, former park leaders yesterday, that it was much less expensive yes. uh, when we were kids oh, yeah. to equip a park. Pavilion right? <laughs> and a pole with a string and a, a ball. Uh, yeah, I, right. I mean, you know, with the ADA yes. and with all kinds of safety concerns, yep. and, and I'm not, that's not a bad thing. You're it, right. It's, just, it, it's way more expensive to make a park of today or a park of the future uh, when it comes to recreational opportunities than it was back in 1996. That's not even up for debate. That's it's not even close. If you kept the grass mode, had a, you know, I, mean, I will give you a glaring example that's not even modern. I mean, it is modern, but not like technology and yeah. all that. Would be Project Playground One yeah. and Project Playground Two at the Scoville Zoo. Yeah, the other one was literally on on wood chips. That's right, uh, and made of treated lumber. Right? Yeah. It was a great story. Kids helped design it. I think I helped build it. Yeah. And and the community helped build it. But when you do that in modern times, Mm -hmm. you you, you know, it can't be that way. No, it can't. And it's very expensive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely it is. And, and that's a very, very valid point. So, um, but, but two of our premier parks getting an entire take and, and some of it, like, so I was just bragging about the modern stuff, but even just the, all right, Garfield here, people, Clay brought up the instance of people parking way over here and carrying their crock pots to the pavilion way across. It's like, let's put a, a parking lot right there. Just that's not new. Yeah, or put the pavilion right there. Yeah, yeah, and so like that's not a revolutionary idea. It's like, but here now let's just make it better. Yeah, I I thought the whole thing, and I like the call to action stuff. As you mentioned, they had the mommies tickets, the T-shirts. They also sold the seats on the train car. You know, while you got everybody's attention, make a little money. That's right. Don't pay for all Mm -hmm. this stuff. Yes. I appreciate the invitation, uh, from Clay and his crew. We had a lot of fun and the discs looked great and, uh, uh, the dolphins. Now, what, what inside knowledge did you have? I didn't have inside knowledge. Oh, come knowledge. on. I swear to you. How in the world okay. did you connect? But I did though. I, I know, but, but I'm not buying that there wasn't some sort of hint somewhere from someone okay. because the park district didn't have anything to do with those here's, dolphins. Here's the exact thing. One day you guys were talking about them, uh, probably with Paul or Angela. One of, one, yeah. I don't remember. And a, and a thing went off in my head. Talking about the concrete dolphins that used to be a couple of blocks north of here, yeah. uh, when Kay's merchandise, or actually before that, Carson Peary Scott, yeah. when the Landmark Mall. Landmark was there. Mall, yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought of those since they were there. Yeah. I had, and you guys popped a thing in my head. So I went looking for them and I saw a picture of, of, that was like in, in a newspaper or something. That looked like to me that they had been just kind of stowed away for mm-hmm. safekeeping. And then Clay teased that something from before 
was going to, you know, be coming back. And, and maybe because it was recency bias or whatever, I just had a feeling it was going to be those bad boys. And you were right. They had no connection to the park district. Unless that's just when that came down, they said, hey, can you store them or something? And, Who knows? And then I saw them on stage. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I guess a broken clock's right twice a day. most people realized when they got there that that's what that was? I uh, didn't. Well, No. No, but I, I mean, up looking a- at the stage, it didn't occur to me. I mean, I, I didn't go right up close and look, but it, I mean, it, it looked really nice because they had all kinds yeah. of plants and flowers Great. and all that kind of stuff. And I thought it was just sort of like, uh, it just didn't click with me when I got there. It yeah. Was like- it, it was cool. I, I don't know why I had that feeling and I, I was right. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, you were right. Yeah. And in case you haven't noticed, Nick was right. Um, Thank you. <laughs> in case you didn't get the 4,000 hits. The great prognosticator. Yeah, there you go. Strikes. There you go. I don't know how I was right. It's very cool to see him back, though. I want. I really want to touch him. I forgot to go do that because I bet I remember that feeling. Yeah. You yeah, know, like it, they're concrete. I know. But I mean, like smooth, you know, yeah. Um, or where they were anyway, all those many years yeah. ago. Uh, and that was such a strange thing uh, in downtown Decatur. I, I mean, not like bad. Just, I mean, I don't know what the connection to dolphins were. I mean, there was there wasn't anything that like sort of connected to that in any way. We're in a, a landlocked Midwestern yeah, town. The there name. wasn't sort of any kind of team mascot or anything like that. That was cool. I also love that they had the old lion water fountain from from the uh, the zoo as well. I remember as a kid sticking my head in there to get a, a nice drink on a field trip or yeah. something. There's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, thanks for the invite. Thanks for all the information. And remember to keep it on the down low. All those top secret things Clay announced on the air to everyone. Exciting ones. Yeah. yeah exciting for some. <laughs> I wish we could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I wish we could too. That's cool. <laughs> all right. So uh, a little later in the uh, program, we'll uh, check in with uh, Mark Tupper and Tupper on sports. This is going to be nasty uh, this weekend. Yeah. I'm cold. Yep. Um, and you might as well just stay in and watch some football. There'll be some good football. Yeah, stay in and do it. Make some chili or some soup or, you know, something, pot of gumbo and just chill out. Yeah, because it's just, it's going to be miserable. Yeah. Now, we looked at like maybe 50s next week. That's back down into the 40s, but it does look above freezing for most of the, the rest of next week. So hopefully we're going to be out of this. We, we got a couple of months, right? You get to March. Uh, March can be, you, you know, a, a little hectic. It can yeah. also be very nice. Isn't it weird how 40 feels like a nice, almost a spring 32 day? 32 yesterday felt like <laughs> I'm going to go sit on the patio. Yeah, I came out of a building and I'm like, and it's not too bad. No. <laughs> and that's part of the reason why it's bad this morning. Right. Uh, cause everything got to a chance to melt down, uh, a little bit. Uh, I, I saw the Macon County Emergency Management Agency, uh, had a, a thing up on their Facebook page. Ice and snow, take it slow. That's probably a good idea. A good yeah. slogan to use. That's a real good slogan. Okay. I, uh, finished up, uh, break point yesterday. Nice. I think they have eight episodes. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, do they not come back and do some more? Like, uh, like it was like split into two parts last year. I think you're right. I think that's the Because I thought one. it was season two, but it wasn't season two. It was the rest of season one. Okay. Now, if this is the full season, it's still very gratifying. Mm-hmm. But man, are tennis players in general flaky? <laughs> yeah. Like personally or like head cases. I, I mean, oh, okay, like yeah. they've got and, and they're not alone. Uh, uh, but like I feel like when you watch Drive to Survive or you watched uh, Full Swing or you watch people will talk about not playing well or they'll talk about needing to improve. But it, it feels like being in a, a session, you, you know, with these players. I mean, and I'm talking high level, you, you know, th- there's a lot of drama, a lot of doubt, a lot of tears. I mean, it's like figure skating. Really? Yes. Hmm. And and if it's a commonality, I wonder what about that environment? Is it the fact that you're a one person industry that probably 
that's the similarity to golf or yeah. other, you know, sports where you've got to create your own team because you don't yeah. really have a team. So there's usually a trainer, a coach, and then maybe a psychologist or a sports psychologist. And the ups and downs and the swings and the anxiety. I, I mean, it, it, I applaud the honesty, uh, you, you know, that now that or coming into the year, the number one ranked player in the world on the female side. Uh, you know, and, and the, this player from Greece who talks openly about having panic attacks on the court. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and sometimes, you know, people behave badly and you don't know why when you're just watching something on TV. And then when you see sort of the behind the story and the pressure and all of that. And part of it is, I think, the age in which they go in, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, some of these kids are, you know, 18 years old, 17 years old. You know, I, I, as you were talking, it made me think about the path of becoming a, a professional athlete. And, and there's a chance, uh, you know, for every LeBron that, you know, is there's like a thousand, there's a thousand yeah. of like just regular kids that go to Who normal and go to normal high school, yeah. go to college, go to the NBA and tennis and these, and these sort of spots. There are very few that just kind of naturally get there. They have been picked. They have been groomed. They have been worked hard. You know, look at King Richard, the movie. Right, right, right. There are a lot of people that have had different, a very different upbringing, almost academy or institutional driven to be the machine that they are. And that probably comes with a lot of. A lot of baggage. I, there does. And then there's, you know, you're, you're kind of like down there in a fishbowl, you know, the, the only two people out there. I guess if it's doubles, you've got Yeah, four. I mean, same. Yeah, uh, but, right. but you got everybody kind of, I mean, it's way more intimate That's than right. it is like an NFL you're, game. Maybe it's close to like the NBA. It, and you know. the mistakes are in your name. Yeah. They're not, hey, my team let me and down, my lineman didn't and block. It's quiet. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't, you could have great seats in an NBA game and not hear everything said on the floor. Right. In a tennis, I mean, you hear everything. And the gasps tell you that yeah, what oh, you just did was way worse. For sure. <laughs> for sure. It's brutal, probably. It is. Uh, and then they bring in, what, what's really cool is they bring the veterans in, you, you know, so you get to like hear perspective, you know, people that have retired have been greats, you know, about what that pressure was like and what they're facing and what they're, you know, that, that now have the wisdom of being on the other side of that it's a fascinating you don't have to add you know these stories when done well i mean it makes no difference whether you know anything about tennis that's just the vehicle it's just the mechanism of telling you a good story Mm -hmm. and 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 the cool part of the sports is it gives a scoreboard of win lose doing well doing bad whereas uh, regular stories you kind of have to just sort of read the tea leaves this tells you they're they're up or they're down so uh, Sabalenka, uh, you know, when she lost to Coco Goff in yeah. the U.S. Open, you know, she had gotten to the point she won the Australian. She'd been one of these, you know, mm-hmm. flaky. I, I don't mean that as like an insult. I mean, just all over yeah. the place and, and wears it on her sleeve. And, uh, so she's got to stand out there. You know, the U.S. Open, they do it a little different. Usually the losing player can't get off the court fast right. enough, right? They right. shake the hand of the blind judge. They get the bags packed up and they, they're out. But at the U.S. Open, there's like a second place and they do this at Wimbledon, like where yeah. then everybody's got to pose for pictures and you can just see like the all-consuming anger that oh, she has through the whole time. And she gets into the locker room and, and into the locker room. And this is how uh, uh, particular it is, uh, this fit of anger. But the fit of anger is she opens up the bag, looks for a particular tennis racket to then smash it into right, pieces. Right, that's my smash racket. Yeah, this is the one I don't need. But, I mean, it's not out of, like, uncontrollable anger. I'm just grabbing something and smashing. It's I'll get all the way into the locker room, open the bag, sort through the rackets, and then smash it. Yep. And then cry. And then look in the camera and laugh about it and be, I'm telling you, Man, maybe it's like, all, maybe it's all like this. And this is the only one that gets people to open up in a way. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, the stakes are so high. Uh, even when you're not playing to, for the, the stakes are high and everywhere though. I mean, I, that's I just can't imagine the F1 drivers giving you this kind of honesty or this yeah. kind of look. I can't imagine you, you know in quarterback you didn't really get this kind of thing, uh, and, and I don't think you got it really from the PGA Tour one, and I'm not getting it from the messy stuff or or in soccer. I mean, they give you some honesty. Yeah, they give you their personality, but they don't bear their soul. Mm. I I think that in this particular case, of all the ones that you just mentioned, they are the ones that they are the 
aside from hiring a helper here, a helper there, it's them. It's all them. It's well, they've got they've got quite an entourage. I know. At, at that level, but, I mean, these are all you know professionals. That, I mean, you've got PR people for Red Bull covering you up. You've got a teammate. You, you've got uh, your line. They, they, they've all got Nike and Adidas. I mean, there, there's a there are a lot of things. I'm just if you watch it, you'll you'll see there, there's just a difference in the personalities and the conflict and the the doubt. You, you know, even as these are you know number three in the world yeah doubting that she belongs there right i, I mean it, i i can't imagine patrick mahomes yeah that's a good take i like the first season i, I can't wait to see well what gets me excited is you know they're, they're very smart just like you know in march we'll get another drive to survive as the f1 season kicks off Right now, the Australian Open is going on. So it's great for the sport because you go, oh, I want more. I'll just watch a little on TV. Right. And it gets you in the mood. It's like it's like Christmas music at the stores. You know, it's well, now's right good, around that time. Now's a good time, though, for American tennis. Uh, and it's been probably 20 years since we've had, uh, outside of the Williams sisters, you know, a broad section of Americans that you could see breaking out and becoming huge stars. And there's a number of people to root for. Nice. And we haven't had that for a very long time outside of Serena and Venus. Right. Yeah. When I was a, when I was a kid and certainly when you were, we had several, you know. And well, I had through most of my life. Right. I mean, I grew up with Jimmy Connors and John McEnroe and then into Andre Agassi and Jim Courier and, yep. uh, you, you know, Pete uh, Sampras. Uh, Sampras. And yep. so, you know, that list, there was a continued list. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that, you know, how much of this stuff goes back to the McEnroe temper tantrums <laughs> of the, you, you know, right? I mean, there's th this is a sport that they do it a little different. I mean, yeah, yeah I remember Bo Jackson breaking the baseball bat. Yeah. Wow, but man. you don't really see the. the the tantrums not with regularity the no. beating up of the water coolers and stuff like that yeah even your guy mr anti-vax you know who wins everything uh you know Djokovic. I, yeah he is usually like the epitome of cool yeah and pretty silly too on the court court but doesn't yeah. like doesn't let those mm -hmm. things get yep. into his head and, and i watched him getting beat by a young player and i mean he destroyed a racket <laughs> Encore. And it was, so, I'm like, whoa. Is that in this series? Yes. Okay, I can't wait. Yes. Because <laughs> that's not like him, really. Like, that's no. Not, that's not what he's putting out there. And, and you do get it. When you get to know these people, you, you see how a lot of this stuff is used as a way to get under the other guy's or gal's skin. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not really, I'm just, I'm going to go take a bathroom break when there's no bathroom uh -huh. break and, and I'm going to like stand over here and I'm uh -huh. going to stretch all the time out and then I'm going to get the crowd boo and I'm going to keep mm -hmm. messing with him all to get the other guy or gal out of their game. Momentum And change. you cannot believe how often it works. Oh yeah. Oh, it absolutely point to it all the or time. Somebody's doing an amazing thing at Wimbledon and there's a rain, stream, there's yeah. a rain delay oh. and they come back out and it looks like a different human being. Yep. You lose all that momentum. But that is the mind power that is so fragile when you watch this that it makes you, I, I think it's the empathy thing when you're watching it. As a human being, yeah. you go, wow, these aren't these fierce people. I mean, yes, they have unbelievable talent and they're, they've trained their whole lives and all of that. But at the end of the day, they have pressure just like anyone else. Insecurities. Yes. And, you know, false bravado the whole time. It's on Netflix. Uh, I, I don't. I would suggest watching season one and then season two. I think they stand alone enough that you could probably just watch season two and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. But but you get to know a lot of these people from the ground if you start season one. Nice. A lot of the same people are back, you know, in the series. Yeah. And I, and I feel like that's what these shows are great at is giving you the layers of where they started and what are they overcoming and, it, you know, the... Uh, the kid that, that broke three ligaments and bones in his uh, ankles at the French Open, you know, a year later coming back and how afraid he was to go back out on that court. I mean, he was just terrified because your mind tells you it happened once, it could happen again, and he's worked an entire year to get back there, and you go, oh, my God. Yeah. So you, so watching the first one, you get the payoff. You get, yeah, the yes. payoff on it. Yeah. A little bit of context. Speaking of broken whatever, mm -hmm. have you seen that commercial with Alex Smith's leg exposed? Do you remember that brutal injury he had? Uh, vaguely. Quarterback? 
I mean, it was one I'm, of the, I'm a, see, I know, you, I know there, you're adverse to no, it. No, no, it's not that. It's just I have that category is filled by Joe Theismann, that, so I can't, like, I, I don't replace it. Essentially, it's the same, same gig, thing. But yeah. now they there's some commercial that they have, and they see Alex, and then they pan down to his leg, and I'm like, that is barely a leg. How yeah. did you come back? How did you play pro football on that? Right. I mean, I... I know I'm, I'm on, off on a tangent. No, but it's just a year later. This kid, you know, right. put everything in and, and, and then he, he's one of those. The yeah. guy gets in his head and uh, you just kind of live and die with these moments, right? And it doesn't really mean anything to you. And it may not translate into you watching the Australian Open or Wimbledon or the U.S. Open or, uh, uh the French Open, yeah. which are the, the or become majors. a tennis fan. You yeah. just, I mean, we watched a game show last night and the empathy of, Oh, how did you miss that? Or, or, you know, and it's like, that's what that is, is like the human being trying to, trying to put it all aside and, yep. and conquer something. All right. We got to take a, uh, uh, a break here. Uh, I will tell you that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning release date is out. Oh, officially? Now, when I heard that, I thought, oh, well, it'll probably be like March or April, January 25th. Oh, nice. So oh, real nice. we're like a week away. And we're almost to Oppenheimer. Yeah. And Oppenheimer's coming to Peacock. How about yep, that? They get the 23 million viewers for the NFL game and they get the, like the movie besides Barbie, you know, of the year. Uh, and they've dropped part one from the title. So it's just dead reckoning. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I guess maybe at home there's that conscious decision. If I can't have part two, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to start whatever reason. Paramount here. Nice. January 25th. I'm in. I'm all in. It's going to be fun. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Still ahead here today, uh, Regan Daring, candidate for uh, state office. We'll talk to her. Uh, uh, Angela's back from the YMCA. we got a Brink Hunter Home Highlight, DPS 61 Spotlight. we got a lot going on here, folks. We'll be back. Be careful out there. It's a little nasty. Stay tuned. You got it at Staley Credit Union. We're unlike a traditional bank. When you join, you own it. So all profits are invested to serve you, like the best technology in digital banking, better rates on loans and savings, and an expert team that knows you on a first-name basis. At Staley Credit Union, you got it. Learn more at StaleyCU.com. This institution is not federally insured by member choice. Proudly insured by American Share Insurance. Isn't it time you start having regular checkups? A primary care physician from Memorial Care can help detect illness early and help you plan for future wellness. Physicians in the Decatur area are accepting new patients. Visit memorial.health today. A primary care physician from Memorial Care can help you better manage your medications. Having one provider who knows your health can help ensure your meds are working together. Physicians in Decatur are accepting new patients. Visit memorial.health today. Retired or retiring soon, how much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Join the fun at the Bush Light Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello. J.B. Ball has written for Kevin Hart, Snoop Dogg, and for the hit show Ridiculousness. And he's currently on tour with Brad Williams. Did you know that a chameleon's tongue is as long as its body? They could speak. Their list would be crazy. Get your tickets now at threeravens.pub. For shows January 25th through the 27th, it's the Bush Light Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello. Thank you to our sponsors, Flatline Construction and Remodeling. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecator.com. Once again, we have Blue Ridge and Pena schools. That's the only ones we've heard from this morning. They're closed due to the uh, weather. Uh, most of that due to blowing and drifting. Uh, streets are not great. Be careful if you are out and about. You know, I, I am sure that your boss would rather you be a few minutes late to work than in the hospital with a broken leg. No question about that. Yeah. So just take it easy. Take it slow. Uh, all right. So... Richard Simmons, Pauly Shore. If you think I'm kidding about this, just Google it. Pauly Shore is evidently 
making a, a biopic about Richard Simmons and playing Richard Simmons. Mm-hmm. And, and Richard Simmons, I wonder what part of his life, because he went from, uh, I've, I've watched his career, I find him fascinating. The recluse that he is now, the, uh, the insecure guy on sweating with the oldies and, and, uh, and the celebrity that wanted to be seen but not seen at the same time in between. I, I find him very fascinating. I, I think this could have potential. Now, Richard Simmons evidently posted something on social media that he didn't give anybody permission to do this. I mean, I, you know, like he, that he's not associated with. I'm just trying to live my life. Thank you yeah. for the privacy, which is kind of par for the course. I mean, there have been calls, right, of checking yeah. on his welfare and yeah. stuff. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a, they don't follow a lot of it, but if you just Google those two names and, and and look at some of the pictures side by side, it's uncanny. Yeah, it works. Uncanny. And I don't think that if you said to me, like, hey, who would play Richard Simmons in a movie, that I would automatically go to Paulie Shore. But having now seen it, I can't unsee it. Right. I'd, I'd watch that. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> I watched Daniel Radcliffe play Weird Al Yankovic. Did you watch that movie? I enjoyed it, yeah. Did you? It was funny. <laughs> it was like it felt like it was made by Weird Al. I mean, that's why it worked. It really was. Well, wasn't he involved? Yes. In, yeah. I, this doesn't sound like this is going to be a collaborative uh, no. effort. Yeah, the Weird Al movie. He like would remember being at famous parties, but he would remember them in such a way that it wasn't possible. Uh huh. So it, it felt like from the mind of him versus reality. It was pre- it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, but if you look at, and, and I don't even know the last time, and, and maybe this is just me, I can't remember the last time I looked at a picture of Pauly Shore. Ooh, I, I can't think of what his last reason to be out, was he on a reality show? I have no idea. I can't think of it. But when you look at the pictures, you go, oh my God, <laughs> with a little hair makeup, yeah. this is going to be like unbelievable. Wouldn't it be great if he won an Oscar and then Brendan Fraser, who won his Oscar, it would be the the Encino Man cast. <laughs> who would have known 40 years later that Encino Man was the uh, barometer of great acting? Okay, first of all, Pauly Shore is <laughs> never going to be a great actor. <laughs> Brendan Fraser happened to be a good actor who got stuck early in his career yeah. doing some of those movies. <laughs> Polly Shore was Mitzi Shore's kid, and that's exactly why he got break yeah. after break. Uh, I, I never understood his celebrity. I think he's, I think he's a good celebrity at the time. I thought he was funny. I thought he was you relevant. Thought, really? Yeah, I thought he he was like just that little edgy goofball. I I, I liked his celebrity. I thought he was fine. Okay. I'm not saying he was high end talent or anything, but I, he had a nice spot in the MTV generation. How old would you have been when this nice spot was being filled by Pauly Shore? Ooh, I remember as a kid. Okay, well that that's a big difference. Yes, my when we we rented Encino Man at my friend's house, we had to call in the pay per view. It was yeah. that long ago. Okay, so there, that says it all. Mm-hmm. So 12-year-old Nick Smith's yeah. view of Pauly Shore, uh-huh. way different than 27-year-old mm-hmm. Brian's view of Pauly Shore. At the Probably time. so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like him wheezing the juice and all uh, son-in-law. Geez, <laughs> Uh, to me, he was like Jersey Shore before oh, there was a Jersey Shore. Um, was he self-aware? I mean, was he, was he probably? That, that's I don't what know. it felt like. Who knows? Uh, anyway, I, I didn't I hadn't thought about Paulie Shore in years. I hadn't thought about Richard Simmons in years. You put him through in the same conversation. You look up the pictures and you go, "Oh my God, I can see this." Oh man, I'm actually kind of excited. Okay. Well, the way it takes, you know, you'll get it in three years. I know. Uh, if Richard Simmons doesn't go to court or something, that's just, I mean, that, that whole guy's life is so weird anymore. Yeah. He was a regular guest on Howard Stern and then he just stopped showing up and yeah, it's pretty funny. Well, I think that you probably get to a point where you just, you know, had enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they were legitimately concerned about him, like trying to find out if he was okay. Well, I, but I mean, that's the weird thing I think about, um, Kids today growing up in this where you've got to always be on, always out there, always sharing everything. They think it's weird, I think, when someone goes, I've had enough. Yeah. But they also haven't lived a lifetime of having that. you You got to get to a certain point where you go, i just like to live out the rest of my days without all you staring at me. You know, Selena Gomez takes herself off of social media. It makes the news every time, and sometimes she'll be back on within 24 hours. But we're starting to see... Some of the always on influence, always yeah. celebrity go, 
Yeah, we're, we're checking out. out. Yeah. I got to be out for a bit. Yeah. So I, it's probably healthy. Well, it is healthier. There's no doubt. Yeah, it is healthier. Period. No doubt. Uh, all right, you can check out the photo galleries, including those popular T-shirts. Uh, those are awesome. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I, I put up a photo gallery yesterday on our Facebook page, and we had all kinds of people asking about the T-shirts. Yep. They're available at the park office. Okay. Um, and, in various they, colors, right? You got a black and white one, didn't you? I, I For Lindsay, yes, yep. I did. Um, they had... Uh, the Bears. They had the Park Leaders shirt. They had Gus and Goldie. They had the Fairview Park Bears. They had Joyland. Yeah. They had, uh, I, I mean, there were several, um, uh, but they, they've got them for sale. Just contact the Park District office during business hours. They, they're awesome. They're worth checking out. Love the artwork. The Joyland has the big clown head, you know, if yeah. you can remember uh, what that looked like. It's it's a great shirt. Yeah. All right. Let's do a quick break. Uh, we'll bring Regan in, and uh, then we'll have our DPS 61 spotlight and uh, Mark Topper and Tupper on sports and so much more, as they say in the radio business. Back with more right after this. I'm Matt Fairchild with Hickory Point Bank. Here's why Hickory Point Bank believes local ownership makes us the right choice for business customers. If it was raining when you went to work this morning, it was raining when we went to work this morning. If you're excited about seeing your kids in the school play, there's a good bet our kids are there too. Point is, local ownership means we live where you live. We experience what you experience. And we know that your success makes your town and our town an even better place to live and work. Hickory Point Bank and Trust, member FDIC. New year, even a presidential election year, but we are still facing the same issues. You need to prepare for the worst. Protect your home, your family, and your investments. It's time to reach out to the Oxford Gold Group. They make it simple for you, whether you are buying more gold, diversifying your 401k, or buying gold for the first time. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-995-GOLD and order the investment guide or make a purchase of precious metals and get up to $2,500 in free gold. 833-995-GOLD. We get it. Technology is a big part of the world today. At Brinkhouder Realtors, we know that behind every powerful tool, there needs to be a compassionate person dedicated to your goals. We believe that a genuine connection is simply irreplaceable. With us, you get the best of both worlds, cutting-edge technology and a team of professionals who truly care. Discover the difference at Brinkhouder Realtors, where technology meets heart. Visit us online or call to connect with one of our agents today. Find your way home. Brinkhouder.com. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. As is often the case anymore in politics, you've got the primary election and the general election. And in a lot of cases, it seems like uh, the primary election is the election, right? Uh, uh, and I, I think with what we would have called gerrymandering in the past and you've got districts set up to be red or blue, you know, uh, it's not that people don't have a choice. You have a choice generally on the ballot, but it, it doesn't feel like it's a November choice. It feels like it's a March choice. Regan Daring joins us. Do you feel that way? Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, definitely. I yeah. mean, we have had lots of conversations about how the gerrymandering just makes districts very red or very blue yeah. and there's very few moderate um, you know, you mentioned you have a choice because you do get to pick sometimes in a primary, but um, naturally it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of middle ground. Right. And, and it's it's like no one can really take a stand either because you go to Republican states and they do the same thing in their districts that Democrat states do. I mean, everybody just goes, oh, the Democrats. Well, go to a Republican state and see what the map looks like. That's why the census matters so much. It's why people uh, spend all these money to get these seats uh, because they want to be able to control what these districts look like, yeah. red or blue. And then you can stay there for 10 years. Yeah. it's, it's I'm very cynical about the whole thing. I don't I understand agree. that I we agree. can't just do some sort of computer-generated fair thing that, you know, uh, and then people have to actually run on merit, uh, you know, rather than, uh, you know, and have the voters choose them rather than, than the politician choosing Herb. the voters. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. All right. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I don't think it, I think both sides like to have it as a, you know, billy like club to beat up on people, but they don't, either one of them really ch- want to change it because just in case you guys get in power, you want the same ability. Yeah. Sort of like term limit. You know, everybody talks about it and wants it, but I'm not sure. All right. Get passed because it's the people that are currently there that control. Okay. Uh, you're, you are running for state office, uh, in the new seat, uh, that, uh, Representative Calkins is leaving. 
after the new remapping. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about why you were going to run. I want to know what you're going to do if you win. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the only Freedom Caucus going to be your home, or are you going to do things a little differently if elected to represent this area? Well, I had an, a reporter ask me before the new year about um, joining caucuses, and I said, well, till I get elected, I'm a caucus of one. Okay. You know, you kind of think you have to get your feet wet. you got to find out where um, fellow representatives align on things. And really, you know, I have an agenda. I've got, you know, experience that's sort of having me prioritize education and small businesses and really just economic growth. Living here in Decatur, we know uh, some of those drivers are good for our community. And so it's being able to represent the people. Um, the 88th is fairly rural. Uh, I was just at the Farm Bureau uh, yesterday up in McLean County and talking about ag issues and things. And so, you know, you, you kind of stay in your lane. That's that's what I intend to do. But um, I've found myself to be a leader in my community, and I'd like to see myself doing that in the Capitol as well. So that means bringing people together, talking about common sense legislation, you know, relying on the experts and things. Then you should be able to say, hell no, I'm not joining the Illinois Freedom Caucus, because that's the exact opposite of what they do. <laughs> Well, they do, they do get a, a few name calling and, um, you know, I think it's, I just, you know what I know about the Illinois Freedom? I know what they're against. I don't know what they're for. Mm. Well, you know, they're for the Republican platform. But the Republican know. platform is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. You, every well, election you goes by, you, you, you lose seats, you lose power, you lose the ability to sway any of the conversations. I, I would agree with you. I don't think the platform is shrinking. I think the representation of the Republican Party is shrinking in our state. You know, we've been pretty committed to the Republican platform for hundreds of years, and that hasn't changed. But No, but but look at the candidate you ran for governor last time. I mean, you guys were the only ones who believed he had any chance of getting elected. Well, the people spoke, right? Yeah, I mean, and that that's part of the problem. I, I'm glad to hear you say you want to represent the district because I, I'll give you an example of this. I was reading on, on Capital Facts uh, yesterday afternoon this morning, and I don't even know who this guy is, but Wesley Cash, who's a 58th Senate District uh, Republican candidate who's taken on uh, a guy who's already there. Uh, when asked about what he's going to do for his district, he said, I mean, there's nothing special about this district over every other district. Oh, dear. <laughs> and... That's sort of the thing if you're fighting national fights. You, you know, you really don't care about, I mean, I'm sure in some way he cares about people being employed in this district or, or helping small businesses or farmers or whatever it is. But it, I feel like so much of, of, of public service now is driven by I just want to be on TV or I just want to yell about national issues. And I don't know what that does for the people of Decatur or Mount Zion or, or, or any other part of the 88th district. Yeah, no, I would agree with you that uh – Local office matters more now than ever because there is so much of that really loud noise at the national level. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, immigration's, you know, the border's not important, you know, the economy's not important. That all trickles down right here to Illinois. But the best part, I assume, is going to be constituent service, and that's people coming to you and saying, here's what I want you to fight for for me in the Capitol, and here's my priorities. And uh, I've always been a listener. I've always been a problem solver. So the ability to go, I recognize that Republicans are in the super minority. But, but and that's, you know, I, I, I often think that hasn't been the case always. I mean, we yeah. act like it's just a blue state. Jim Edgar would not be allowed to be a Republican today. Mm. Yeah. There's some definite division within the party. Yeah. I mean, and uh, I are, think. Are you that, a litmus test kind of candidate? I hope. I mean. No, I, I mean, are you a hundred percent? I mean, <clears throat> this is what, in my opinion, what's wrong in general with the GOP in the state of Illinois is you've got to be 1000 percent straight down a line on everything or you're a rhino or you're a whatever mm-hmm. and you don't belong. Mm-hmm. And that isn't ever going to work in a state like Illinois. No. I mean, if, if your goal is to regain win. power and win. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. There's uh, definitely the ability. Ability to coalesce and come together. We have to start, you know, the infighting. We we have to be able to kind of, you know, prioritize, coalesce, be efficient, you know, and that's going to require going across the other side of the aisle. Um, you know, I think that people across Illinois are hurting and they want their elected officials to be advocates for them. And so that looks the same, whether it's here, whether it's Sushir, you know, right in the, the bordering district and talking about what do we need for Decatur or, you know, going up in the Bloomington Normal, which is in the 88th uh, kind of edge. And that's Representative Sharon Chung. She's a first term um, representative up there. So talking about 
we're all in this together. You know, we gotta, we gotta move the needle for, for our people. And I would think there would be clear things that, that elected officials could look at that, that definitely should be addressed at, at priority. And I agree with you. Uh, my friend Howard wrote a book called 50 State, you, you know, I mean, that every state's impacted by immigration. Every mm-hmm. state is impacted by illegal drugs that are coming across the border. Mm-hmm. We have a dysfunctional, uh, that I think, and he believes that you gotta get all the politicians out of it to solve it because they don't want to solve it. They want to use it as an election issue to beat mm-hmm. each other over the heads with we've got problems but right now isn't education and jobs uh, and agribusiness and and all the things you heard about yesterday at the park district uh, mm-hmm. breakfast isn't that what most people care about absolutely absolutely and we have a responsibility of getting out and talking to people and then talking about what we're going to the capitol and advocating for i mean something i've been talking about on the trail whether it was for the u.s congress race or this state house seat is we need people engaged we need them talking to their elected officials. You know, I think I've said on this show before, show up to your city council meeting, show up to your county board meetings. You know, your elected officials are there to represent you. But if they don't hear your voice and they don't know what your priorities are, they're going to stay in this sort of, you know, headspace that is loud. And so, you know, we've got great businesses here. We've got great uh, natural resources here in Illinois. We've got great people here. And so we're all tired. <laughs> Of kind of the day to day. I think I I hear what you're saying, but I think I have a complete opposite take on that. I, I think you want to elect grown-ups that don't need citizens screaming at them to do the right thing. And I don't think most people aren't even going to vote, let alone go to council meetings or school board meetings and, and have constructive criticism and be a part of the dialogue about how to make education better or how to pave roads. I think that's why we elect grown-ups to go there to bring back highway funding, to bring back projects, mm-hmm. to do right by the people that they're representing. And yeah. I'm not saying you don't have a voice, but we can't get most people to go. Their voice is on election day. And what do you think the percentage of registered voters will be that show up to vote in March for your race? Well, I'm trying to get as many as possible. I know you are. <laughs> and, and, well, you're trying to get one more than your opponent. Well, yeah, that does come down to that win number. But, you know, I think that there is a general frustration among the people. And I hear it when I, I mean, I go to them. I knock on doors. You know, we show up at. And and what's the frustration you hear? What do people bring up first? Is it guns? Is it abortion? Is it the immigration or is it problems that are, that are here right in our own backyard? It's the economy. I mean, and, and the cost of things, you know, inflation Inflation is the, the everything cost way too much. Yeah. And that will continue to be, you know, your bread and butter issue, regardless of income level, regardless of, you know, location in the state. And that's what, you know, we, we have second highest taxes in the nation. You know, we have regulations, we're crushing small businesses, you know, we have big businesses leaving, we have people leaving, you know, we just continue to suppress people's right. economic freedom. And what will a tiny minority do about that? Well, I, you know, I refuse to take the mantra that, you know, we just can't get anything done. I mean, the reality is the way the party is split, our votes, our votes don't even matter. I mean, there are committee hearings that. Right. So why not find fiscal conservatives that are more moderate on other issues instead of expelling them out of the party? Why don't you welcome more voices Mm -hmm. in to be able to get more people there to be able to have a bigger voice? No, and I do think that that's the work that the Republican Party needs to do. I don't see them even going anywhere near that work. Well, you know, I I think that that's happening up in northern Chicago. I mean, those are rhinos, Regan. You know this. Ask your Illinois Freedom Caucus buddies. They don't consider those people Republicans. I don't know that. I, I'm aware that that group went up to Chicago and was meeting with uh, representatives up there talking about the immigration issue because obviously it's it's very elevated in Chicago because that's where those buses sure, are landing. Absolutely, and there's so a million ways to feel about having. that, but I don't understand what somebody representing Shelbyville has to do up in Chicago or any say about anything at all. Well. You know, the conversation starting up there because we have seen in McLean County, it kind of came to a head uh, at their county board meeting. You know, these buses of mine. So did you agree or disagree with your opponent on this issue? I think that because he was leading the charge to keep them out. Yeah, I think the conversation needs to be had. And, you know, here in Macon County, I had a conversation with our mayor. I had a conversation with a few of our county board members saying, hey, your job is now going to be on the front lines of this should you know migrants come to Macon County or come to a Decatur. But what I said to them was what's happening behind the scenes? You know, and the the answer I got was that we've been talking about this since November. 
and we have communication and we have a preliminary plan and we've been talking to the sheriff and we've been talking to our social service agencies. That's the kind of answers we want in a community is that our elected officials are coming together, are talking about what are our steps going to be. Um, you know, I think that probably um, my opponents bringing it before the board, it didn't pass. Um, you know, it didn't even get full Republican support, but I think it was probably in its um, arrangement and its delivery. You know, the Chicago suburbs of talking about what do we do to divert buses that stop here? And his angle was we want no taxpayer dollars going towards the people that land here. And it sort of became a humanitarian issue. Okay, instead. so let me ask you about that then. Uh, uh, we've only got a few minutes left, and, and I'll give you time to make your, your pitch. Um <laughs> Do you find what Governor Abbott is doing to be completely inhumane? I mean, to to human beings, to children, to whether or not he's got a right to make the political point of that we're right on this border and we're dealing with this way more than you are. And it's easy for you to sit up there and tell us how we should live our lives. At the end of the day, these are human beings. Mm -hmm. I saw Rotary yesterday. They're trying to bring Ukrainians to Decatur who have been displaced. Why is it that, that those people are considered different than other people? Well, I think Governor Abbott's action, um, is sending a message from his perspective. Well, I mean, I'm when talking got about the human beings in the middle of this message. The, yeah, the no, small children, the child fair. that died on one of these buses. Yeah, it's not fair. And, you know, my most humane um, path would be to turn them back at the border. I mean, but we have an administration that has set out the welcome mat. And we can't deliver. On the border what has been promising. a problem for the last 20 years through Democrat and Republican. Uh, yeah, there is, forever. This had, didn't start with Joe Biden. No, but but it's escalating. I mean, under the last administration, we had quelled the influx. I mean, if you turn on the news right now, there are tens of thousands of people coming across and they are saturating Texas. So okay. when you talk about Governor Abbott having to say, I've got to continue them on somewhere, there are resources right. in Chicago. There's, but, uh, that's but not why he's doing that. You think he's doing it as a humanitarian? Come on. He could send him to Nebraska. He's sending him to Chicago because we've got a governor that's a Democrat and it's all about well, but politics. But we're a sanctuary state. Okay. Do you think people will treat immigrants from Mexico or uh, other Latin American countries differently than what we will think about Ukrainians? I hope not. But, but I hope not, too. But you both we both know what the answer to that is. Well, but when they do arrive here, I mean, most communities want to take care of people. I mean, and I think that the the heightened conversation right now is with what money, with what resources? I mean, I was in Bloomington yesterday. There were 15 tents lined up, homeless people. I was at, you know, um, home sweet. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.